0: Hate is a strong word and I try to avoid saying that I hate something but I think it's okay to talk about people hating on others. And that is exactly what this episode is about. Because vegans get a lot of hate and I hate that, why can't we just all be nice to each other? In this episode, we'll talk about first, how cognitive dissonance explains why vegans get so much hate. Second, we'll talk about why vegans hate on other vegans. And third, we'll talk about how to deal with hate as a vegan, but actually this portion of the podcast will be useful for anybody dealing with hate, not just vegans. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg podcast. This is a show where we talk about how to navigate being vegan in a non-vegan world. And it's a show where we emphasize progress over perfection. I'm your host Serena, I've been vegan for 11 years, I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries, and I'm so excited you're here. And just so you know, it's 6am, while I'm filming this, I've had a really busy few weeks at work, at my 9 to 5, or as I like to call it, my 9 to 9, because sometimes it's very time consuming, so I haven't had a chance to actually film any of these podcast episodes or record any of these episodes that I've had prepared so I woke up at 6am to do so. So if I sound or I look tired, if you're watching the video version, that is why, because it's 6am and I don't usually wake up so early. Now before we start talking about hate and veganism, I want to give a shout out to veganpundit2878 who commented on episode 11 where my friend Mo, vegan kung fu, joined me to talk about his activism, how he deals with trolls, and white supremacy values. Vegan Pundit commented and said, very cool to hear a fellow vegan Kung Fu student speak his truth. Interesting episode. Thank you so much for your comment, and I appreciate you, Vegan Pundit. If you've been enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts or a comment on YouTube. It would really mean the world to me. I always get excited when I see comments, and I read every single one of them, And if you're looking for more vegan inspo and tips in a more bite-sized written format, then you would love my email list. I send out an email every two weeks on various topics. You can think of it as a shorter, rapid-fire version of this podcast. Okay, and one more thing. As you know, something that is asked all the time of vegans is, where do you get your protein? I know I get asked this a ton. Protein powder is one such way you can get protein. but most protein powders suck. That's why I'm excited to share the Friendly Veg Plant Protein. To thank you for being a podcast listener, you can use the code PODCAST30 for 30% off. But this 30% deal is only going to be around until July 31st, and as of this recording, that's in just over two weeks. I'm serious when I say this protein powder actually tastes good. And if calories are something you care about, it has 22 grams of protein per 80 calories, which is an incredibly good protein to calorie ratio. You can get your friendly veg plant protein for 30% off using the code podcast30 at friendlysweater.com. Let's talk about hate. Vegans get a lot of it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But if you're thinking, what, vegans don't get hate? Let me share some examples to convince you. First of all, did you know there are some online stores that sell t-shirts that say, I hate vegans? It's ridiculous, it's incredibly hateful. Can you imagine a t-shirt that says, I hate women or I hate Asians? I get that being vegan is a choice, but still it is incredibly hateful. And maybe those sorts of t-shirts that I just mentioned, those other hateful t-shirts do exist, but that does not excuse or validate having a shirt that says, I hate vegans. Second, if you Google vegan hate, you'll be returned numerous articles titled something along the lines of why do people hate vegans? So it is a topic that has been widely written about. Third, some rapid fire examples of hate that I've received on social media. One, I posted about how it's important to buy sustainable ethical coffee. And someone said, what the heck does this have to do with anything being vegan? This just reinforces the stereotype that vegans will do anything to state that they're a vegan. Second, A stranger once DM'd me on Instagram and just said, Stupid fucking vegan. Some other comments I've gotten. What's it like being a forever victim? It looks exhausting. Being vegan is peak entitlement. Even among the ever preachy and smug vegans, there is a social structure and people to look down on. Okay, I'm triggered. Just kidding. But seriously when i was writing this episode i had to remind myself that these hate comments are a reflection of the commenters not a reflection of me but really vegans get a lot of hate that is the point i am trying to prove and i hope i have done so but in fact i end every episode of this podcast with my response to my favorite hate comment to show that one It's normal, unfortunately, to get hate if you're vegan. And two, I want to show that responding with kindness is, in my opinion, the best approach, both from a perspective of disarming the trolls, but also from the perspective of taking care of your own mental health. Now, let's talk about why vegans get hate. It's because of cognitive dissonance. So, what is that? In 1957, a psychologist named Leon Festinger developed dissonance theory which said that pairs of cognition, so pairs of elements of knowledge, can be relevant or they can be irrelevant to each other. So take two of your beliefs. They could agree with each other or they could disagree with each other. If your beliefs agree and align, they are consonant. If they disagree, they are dissonant. So when two views you hold disagree with each other, you experience cognitive dissonance but it is not something that you can observe externally, it's internal. There are no set of external signals that can indicate if a person is experiencing cognitive dissonance. But, because it's so uncomfortable, people are motivated to avoid or resolve cognitive dissonance, which results in them adopting certain defense mechanisms when they experience it. There are three categories of defense mechanisms. First is avoiding. This involves avoiding or ignoring the dissonance. A person may avoid people or situations that remind them of the dissonance or discourage people from talking about it, or they'll distract themselves from it with consuming tasks. Second type of defense mechanism is delegitimizing. This involves undermining evidence of the dissonance. So a person might do this by discrediting the person, group or situation that highlighted the dissonance For example, they might say it's untrustworthy or it's biased. The third defense mechanism is limiting impact. So this involves limiting the discomfort of cognitive dissonance by belittling its importance. A person might do this by claiming the behavior is rare or a one-off event, or by providing rational arguments to convince themselves or others that the behavior is okay. Does this sound familiar? As a final alternative, though, people might take steps to try to resolve the inconsistency, to resolve this dissonance. It's possible to resolve cognitive dissonance by either changing one's behavior or changing one's beliefs so they are consistent with each other. For example, when I first went plant-based, I guess, I didn't eat dairy, I didn't eat any meat except for fish. At one point, a family friend said to me, Hey, Serena, you know fish is meat, right? And I felt so uncomfortable in that moment knowing that eating fish did not align with my ethical values. And the way I resolved this dissonance was to become fully vegan and stop eating fish. But okay, now we know what cognitive dissonance is. Let's talk about some examples of it. So I found an article about cognitive dissonance by Healthline.com that had this headline. Cognitive dissonance happens when you hold two conflicting thoughts in your mind at the same time, like loving both hamburgers and cows. That's a great example, headline.com. But this isn't just an example that applies to veganism. So here are some other examples of cognitive dissonance. One, picking up your dog's poop. So imagine that you're taking your dog for a walk, but you forgot to bring a bag. You let your dog go to the bathroom on the ground and you don't pick it up do you feel bad about this? Because I would feel bad. You'll likely tell yourself in this situation, oh, it's okay, it's just one time. That is cognitive dissonance. You know that picking up after your dog is the right thing to do, but you are not picking up after your dog, but it's okay because it's just once. Those are opposing views. Another example, you value your health and you know that movement is good for your body. So the first belief you hold is that movement is good for your body, not moving is bad. But you spend most of your day sitting at your desk, but you tell yourself it's okay because you take care of your health in other ways. The dissonance is between your view that movement is good and your action of not moving because you sit at your desk all day. Here's a third example of cognitive dissonance. You'd like to save more money, but you tend to spend your extra cash as soon as you get it. You regret it later, though, when you face an unexpected expense that you don't have the money to cover. That's also cognitive dissonance this act of spending extra cash even though you know you should be saving the money. Those are some examples of cognitive dissonance, but now let's apply it directly to veganism. For some people, Being in the presence of someone who is vegan forces them to question their lifestyle. They think that we're being self-righteous. In our view, being vegan is moral. In their view, it's unfounded. The people who lash out at vegans are the ones who know deep down that eating animals does not align with their moral compass, but they like eating meat. So instead of digging deeper and understanding why being around vegans makes them uncomfortable, they choose to spew hate. They, in effect, avoid, delegitimize, and limit the impact of veganism. If you're vegan and you've received hate from someone for your lifestyle, remember it's a reflection of them, it's not a reflection of you. But it's not just non vegans that hate on vegans, I actually find that it's other vegans who hate on me in ways that upset me because I'm not vegan enough, apparently. Here are some examples taken from my social media posts. First, I posted a video recently on minimalist versus abolitionist veganism. Another vegan commented, What are minimalist ethics like? How do you minimize the end of animal exploitation? Which I feel is a bit hateful, don't you? I didn't say anything about minimalizing or minimizing the end of animal exploitation. It was more so about the approach that you take towards vegan advocacy really, but this other vegan purposefully took my words and used them against me in a sense. Second example of vegan hate I've gotten from other vegans is I posted a video on why I think it's okay to split the bill with non-vegans, and actually that same person commented, absolutely not, what's next, picking up milk on my way home? Third, I've gotten numerous comments from other vegans calling me plant-based because I don't talk about the animal aspect of veganism enough, which I feel is gatekeeping and, again, just not productive. Why is plant-based being thrown out as an insult, by the way? So why do vegans hate on other vegans? Why do some vegans try to out-vegan each other? I think it comes from one, a place of passion, and two, white supremacy values, which I learned about from Mo in episode 11 of this podcast. Let's talk about the passion piece first. Think back to when you first went vegan. You probably felt really strongly about it, right? But then, you hear about a vegan that's not doing it like how you think they should be doing it. They should know better because they're vegan. They're still contributing to animal cruelty. How dare they call themselves a vegan? If you feel strongly about something, but you see someone doing it not how you think it should be done, then that might offend you. It might trigger you. I found this response on Quora that was interesting. So someone asked, Why do I get angry over people not having the same values as me? Someone named Gina Bullard replied, and I think Gina's response is so interesting that I want to share it here. So Gina said, Chances are you get angry over people not having the same views as you because you have connected with it so strongly that it has become a part of your identity, which cements your beliefs to the point that they're so strong. Psychologically, you actually think everybody should believe the same as you do. It's ego identification. It's not uncommon. Unless we know differently, we all do it to a certain extent. This is where the anger comes from. The belief that your belief is right and that you have to be right. The ego needs to be right. All of this ego identification began when we were little. We were taught me, mine, as children. Just take something away from a toddler and watch them scream. The basis of this has already been instilled. So yeah, if you are passionate about something, anything, and you see someone doing things differently... This might sit badly with you because of your ego, which is very interesting, I think. But this all ties into white supremacy values, which, as Mo said, is applied to veganism as this idea of there being just one way to do things. If you just replace your meat with lentils, then you can go vegan. If you just go to your local farmer's market, you'll see how easy it is to eat vegan. If you just... etc. There's really no one-size-fits-all and white supremacy values as applied to veganism. So white veganism, this comes from a place of privilege. So when other vegans give you hate, or when other vegans, like, let's apply it to myself, when other vegans give me hate, it's because they're coming from their perspective, most likely white veganism, where they think veganism is one particular thing, and they see me doing it a different way, and they don't accept that my way might be different, which is very unfortunate. But okay so at this point we know that non-vegans hate on vegans and other vegans hate on vegans just everybody hates on vegans i'm being such a downer with this episode right but let's get tactical let's talk about how to deal with hate but actually these tactics i'm about to share are useful for vegans and non-vegans in any situation that is hateful again it's not just for vegans so here are eight things that you can do when someone is being hateful first ask questions. Ask someone who's being hateful, why do you think this way? And they'll say, I don't know, I just do. Then ask, but why? And they'll get frustrated because they'll realize they don't have a good enough response. Asking questions forces the person to look inward and question why they think this way. You're likely not going to get through to them such that they change their mind in that instance, but asking questions will end the conversation. Second, listen calmly. Sometimes hateful people just want to get a rise out of you, so listen quietly, let them say their piece, and then move on. Don't give them that satisfaction of a reaction. Third, be kind and respectful. You might just surprise them. Diffuse hate with kindness. I always choose kindness when replying to comments on social media, even when I don't feel like it. And countless times, haters have replied back with something along the lines of, Oh, I'm so sorry. You seem nice. Have a good day. Fourth, Keep living your life and doing what works for you. Don't let the haters get you down. Success and happiness is the best revenge. Five, know that people only criticize those who they think are doing more than them. Six, don't be the one to tear down other people's views. As mentioned, choose to be kind, even when it's hard. I promise you that this will take you further than if you choose to respond back with hate. Seven, have the courage to set boundaries. For example, Mo, so vegan Kung Fu, has rules for himself when replying to hateful comments on social media. Sticking to these rules helps him take care of his own mental health. For more on how Mo handles trolls and sets boundaries as a vegan, check out episode 11 of this podcast. Now for me, the boundary I set with vegan trolls online is that I will reply once with kindness, and if they reply back and are still being hateful, then I just ignore them. Now for the eighth and final tip on how to deal with hate. This is a big one. Remind yourself that it's a reflection of them, not a reflection of you. So if someone is being hateful, it's about them. It's not about you. It's always about them. Remember that. I do my best to use all of these eight tactics that I just shared, but my current favorite is asking questions because my partner does this to me all the time when I've shared an opinion unrelated to veganism, usually that I haven't fully thought out. I find it incredibly annoying, but by asking me questions, he really forces me to look inward and better understand why I feel the way I do. This is also a tactic that Mo uses when dealing with trolls on social media. And seriously, the podcast episode featuring Mo is such a goldmine. Listen to it if you want to feel grounded, valued, and learn more about vegan activism. Okay, and that's it for this episode. I feel a lot more awake now than I did at the beginning. I'm not sure if you can see that in my face or my voice. But if you made it this far, thank you. If you would like to support me... Please take a picture of your podcast player and share it on social media and tag friendly Veg underscore and friendly veg podcast. It's just so cool to see who is listening. But okay, in summary... What have we learned this episode? Well, first, we learned about cognitive dissonance, which explains why non-vegans hate on vegans. Second, we touched on why vegans hate on other vegans. And third, we talked about eight tactics on how to deal with hate. Now, to wrap up, I won't share my favorite hate comment this week because I've already talked about hate so much, but instead, I wanted to share something that my friend Louise said to me about a year ago when I complained to her about the hateful comments I get on Friendly Veg. Louise said, I think the takeaway of the hateful comments is that your posts are political in a world of diet culture and health obsession and anti-veganism slash anti-vegetarianism. I never thought of my vegan posts as political until she pointed it out. That sort of thing definitely makes me think. So thank you Louise, I appreciate you. And thank you for listening and finally, if you want to get some protein powder for 30% off. Use the code PODCAST30 at FriendlySweater.com and the link to the protein powder that I'm talking about, the Friendly Veg Plant Protein, is in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I hope you have a great day. Bye!